Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast. We're going to keep by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I don't have any AKAs today. I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. What's up, everybody? It's Candice. Fuck um, Twitter. Fuck that cracker that own it. They hit me with a seven-day ban. All because I said all the grooving can really do is be buck dancing and, and then menstrual face with a with no dick print and all them tight-ass, little-ass, jimpery clothes. <laughs> they hit me with seven days. So you can find me on the Ratchet Rambling account. So if you notice increased activity, that's me for the next seven days. Free my you girl. Can't, you can't talk about none of these menstrual shows on that fucking app, boy. Damn. Anyways, hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. We are back. We are back. We are back. And in this lineup, we're going to be talking about basketball wives. We're going to discuss love and marriage, BC. And we're going to wrap it up with um, discussing part one of the Potomac reunion, plus a couple other things, such as Katie Ross damn near begging on the internet to get back on the show and, you know. Um, but first, let's <laughs> let's um let's get into basketball wise because this season there's no Shawnee and there's Thank no God. Evelyn. And so we have British, Brooke Bailey, Jackie Christie, Jennifer Williams, Malaysia Pargo, DJ Duffy, Brandy, and I think that's all the I think that's all the uh the bullshit bimbos. Bullshit, man. Okay. Let's just hop straight into it. Last season, the girls basically ostracized and didn't want Malaysia to be part of the group. They said she never tells her business to them. She's standoffish. She's too private. She does she's not transparent. She doesn't seem to want to connect and be in sisterhood with the girls. She's and that's they didn't want. yeah, she's boring and all this other shit. Only for this season, British is facing federal indictment charges for being a scammer. She has several felony charges for uh, using somebody else's social security number, uh, stealing people's identities, using credit cards that don't belong to her. Let me say something. I know that Malaysia could be a little annoying, but this bitch has the discernment because, bitch, of course I'm not going to tell you my business. You're trying to steal my social security number. And then you have Jennifer Williams, who has a lot of audacity for a bitch that dated Tim Norman's wide hip murder for hire ass. I wouldn't want to be friends with you either. You hoes don't have no discernment. Brooke Bailey on here crying, sitting in the church like somebody died. Girl, that nigga cheated on you. You letting the pastor lay hands and shit on you, and the nigga cheated on you. Stand up. Stand your ass up. But the bitch I hate the most of all is still the bitch with the most rings around her fucking neck. 
and that's Jackie Board <laughs> The fact that the rings around your neck have not strangled you yet is an abomination to this world. <laughs> you are an old messy bitch who keeps too much chaos and calamity going for somebody that you that claims to be book busy and making tons of money. First things first, you are 60 fucking years old getting into real estate. You cannot fool us. I don't like Jackie Christie. I just I just don't. She's nosy. She's intrusive. She's rude. And she wants to be all of those girls' mothers. She reminds me of somebody who I'm trying not to be, but that she reminds me of y'all know who I'm talking about. Nick <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute because <laughs> I want to I want to say to you to be that shady, but yeah, yeah. Like Jackie Christie is yeah. one of those women who has a savior complex and thinks that she can be everybody's mama the whole time. She does not have active relationships with her own kids and her own fucking grandchildren. Let's fucking talk about that. You trying to mother these grown ass women when you're not even a good mother to your own fucking children. Hmm. Miss Mamas, you probably ain't seen that that you ain't seen that one grandchild since they had the uh the burn incident at the daycare. Is I, I we will never let you forget that your children, even your daughter, the the beautiful one who had a baby with a basketball player, said out of her own mouth that you used to treat your other daughter way different than you treated her, and not in a good way. Mm. Yep. So she to just. Me, she 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 is Jackie's role on this show and just who she is in general has always been one of uh a bully. Uh, a bully who acts like a victim. Um it, that's who she is, that's who she is always that's who she is now, that's who she has always been. That's probably how she'll always be if she's to continue to um allow to continue to be on this show. Yep, yeah. Um I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't really care about Brooke marriage situation like i want to care but i kind of don't care i want to talk about the biggest shit and this is okay am i am i revisioning history but i thought the reason malaysia and jennifer williams do not get along was that season when they went to like italy and it came out that jen was not only talking shit about evelyn and evelyn's daughter she was also talking shit about Malaysia and Malaysia's divorce and, and Malaysia's kids and shit like that when Malaysia tried to throw that table at her. So why are they sitting up here acting like Malaysia is the problem in all of this and not Jen? I am so confused because to this day, that is why Jen and Evelyn are not good friends anymore. Because initially, Evelyn and Jen came on the show together. They were best fucking friends. And everybody started finding out that Jen was a snake. And they uh, they cut her off and she left the show. So I, what is this that they're doing trying to make it like Malaysia is the problem? Here? I don't know. I'm confused. Like, totally confused. It seems to me, and I could be wrong. Uh, probably wrong, but it's, cause this is just a theory. Um, it seems to me they're, um, I guess, using Malaysia's um, neutrality against her. Because you got to remember, up until that point, Malaysia kind of just kind of stayed out of shit a lot. Like, she either stayed out of shit a lot and or tried to be Peacemaker, which was her, which was um, part of, you know, the reason they would call her boring and shit. Because she didn't really have shit going on. So it's like, now that, you know, at least one problem, you know, isn't on the show anymore in terms of what, you know, Shawnee, Evelyn, et cetera. 
is like we need something new so let's reverse it on Malay. you know now that she you know took a stand and you know she really don't fuck with she really don't fuck with her, she don't let motherfuckers play in her face no more we need a new villain. We need a new storyline. Now let's flip it on Malaysia. That could be it. And again, I could be wrong, but at least that's what I think is going on. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I just want to figure out what, why are they trying to rewrite history? Because amongst this circle, before they brought in these young people, that's the other part I don't like, is Jen is not, not as old as Jackie Christie, but she's another, she's like the sec, the next oldest person in the group after um jackie christie and i don't understand constantly reintroducing these old bitches to this circle especially when jen is not dating no basketball player she not a bad she like she not a basketball wife she haven't been a basketball wife for a month of fucking sundays matter of fact she dated tim she dated uh the nigga from sweetie pies who had his nephew killed i feel like if anything they were gonna do with jen is like maybe have her be a seasoned friend of, but not a permanent cast member if they were going to still allow her to be on and, and be around, like, because she don't really add nothing too much to the show other than mess. She don't. she don't. And even then, it's like, well, you could just get mess from a regular cast member that has more ties to, you know, what the show, you know, is. I don't understand why her and Jackie are still there because I don't feel like this is their peer group anymore. It's not. So right. you just the old bitches in the club trying to kick it with the young girls. This yeah. isn't even their peer group anymore. Right, exactly. And, and and it's not lost on me that Jen Williams is well into her forties talking about having babies. Girl. It feels like they nah. it feels like they both listened to fan criticism but also didn't because you know, for men for for several seasons now, um, a lot of folks, us included, is like, yo, I get it, like these were the like you know, pioneers of the show, like, we grew up watching these crazy motherfuckers, but hey, some of these old bitches, and it's like, they halfway listen, because, you know, like, you know, Shawnee not there, Evelyn not there, some of, you know, even the other OGs, (laughs) no pun intended, ain't there, but then they still kept around, like, Jack, Jean, for why, for what? They think, oh, I think they think Jackie anchors the show when she really doesn't she doesn't at all unless and let's be honest i really think the show would be better if this group of women were all around the same age i do not see a reason for jackie and jen to be amongst this friend group i do not these women are in their 40s and 50s malaysia's in her 30s duffy is in her 30s um I think Brooke Bailey is in her 30s. No, Brooke might be another one that could go as well. She she got an adult kid, but she could have started young, so I'm not sure. But a lot of these women are too young to be amongst Jackie and Jen, especially when Jackie refuses to stop trying to be a mother figure to them. It would be different if she truly was a friend in this group, but she thinks she's their mom. Like, even when they tell her, like, hey, you are, like, too invested in my business, and telling my business and so on, she gets fucking mad. Like, she their mom or some shit. Like, I don't know. I don't care for it. I thought um, I thought it was very... So, first thing first, I think Brandy is lying. Let me say that. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long you've been watching, Adrian, but 
Brandy and Malaysia was best friends, and Malaysia introduced Brandy to this friend group. And then Brandy and DJ Duffy are good friends, and Brandy introduced DJ Duffy to the friend. And for some reason, Brandy and Malaysia fell out really bad last season, and they haven't been able to get back on the good foot since. Mm. And Malaysia brought Zale Swag, who I'm sure you know from Love and Hip Hop, to some event, and Zale doesn't like Jen, and Zale keeps saying her breath stinks. <laughs> I mean, he's probably not wrong. But that's how a lot of this, like, went, got to be where it is. And so I do understand why Malaysia asked Brandy if she had a part in Janelle and in, in Malaysia's ex husband. Um, I can't think of it. Janelle, Janelle, Janario. Yeah, Janero Pargo finding out that you know Malaysia was saying that you know he doesn't financially take care of his kids it wouldn't surprise me if Brandy told her husband and her husband somehow got it back to Gennaro and she's just being a coward about it because you're not going to convince me these women especially like Brandy who used to be best friends with, with Malaysia and they probably hung out as couples you can't convince me she didn't go home and tell her husband what Malaysia said about Gennaro I'm sure she did. And it wasn't malicious or intentional. It was just like, babe, that nigga Janeiro not taking care of his kids. Malaysia said he don't pay no child support. Like, I don't think it was malicious. Pillow but talk. I think she, yeah, it was pillow talk. I think she did do it, though. I definitely think she did it. And Malaysia, I'm so sorry. I, I want women, especially Black women, stop doing this. Stop trying to be the bigger person when it comes to being able to support your children. You don't have to be the bigger person. You have to be the president accounted for a parent. Say that. Feeling like have, you're not. Go ahead, Adrian. I have someone that I know that weighed like over $20,000 in child support for her kids so that her the, the father, her children wouldn't be in arrears anymore. And I just don't have that, that amount of grace in me. Never, ever. And so... I thought Jen was really trifling. First of all, much like Malaysia, I would have hung up on Jen too. And I blame British and Jackie for even calling Jen while being in the presence of Malaysia because they don't like each other and they don't get along. And there was no reason to call to prove a point. Everybody in their mama in that friend circle knows that Jackie Christie is a meddlesome old bitch with stacked dog collars for a neck. There was no reason to call Jen. And then Jen started talking shit. So yes, as Malaysia, I would have hung up on her. Don't call this bitch in my presence. This is not what this is about. Jackie knows he. Jackie knows she knows he. Everybody else knows that Jackie's nosy. Doug Christie knows that Jackie is nosy. Doug Christie's mom, if she's alive, knows that Jackie is nosy. The mailman knows that Jackie is Christie, that Jackie Christie is nosy. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that Jackie Christie is a nosy, bored, meddlesome bitch. Who is not getting dick down as good as she claims she is? Because if Doug was shoveling dick in every hole Jackie had, that bitch wouldn't always be worried about what these young bitches is doing. Doug's just glad she in their business and not his, so he could probably cheat in peace. Like, good grief. But to sit up and say that her house was foreclosed on, Jen, that wasn't the slam dunk you thought it was, because this woman just told us that she is the sole financial provider for her children, while Gennaro Pargo is sitting up there making... NBA assistant coach money and not taking care of them fucking kids he got with Malaysia. So I don't know if you think you threw some shit up in her face, but yeah, I'm almost certain that you would lose lose your home too if you had three children 
and you went from living the lifestyle of an NBA player and then now an NBA assistant coach to the motherfucker not helping take care of Nan Bueller financial responsibility for them kids. Girl, that you ain't do shit with that, but show yourself to be weird as fuck and overly invested in that girl business, even though you say she don't matter to you. Real loser, bitch. No, nah, get that off your chest, that because you're not wrong. You're not wrong. What's we're made? But that's all I had. I'm I'm not upset at these first two episodes of Basketball Wives. They were actually pretty entertaining, and I'm looking forward to see British on house arrest. Oh, scamming ass, huzzy ass hoe. <laughs> yep. Um, where are we off to next, y'all? Love and Marriage DC? Because I got I got some things to get off my chest there, too. Let's go. Let's go. Um, okay. The fact that it takes the sister slash the daughter to call everybody to the carpet for they bullshit between Big Jamie and Lil Jamie. Everybody has failed. Everybody has failed. Everybody. Nobody won in that. However, however, I am really... I'm gonna give you. I'm not gonna give you no flowers. I'm gonna give you a pedal, Big Jamie, because you still give me old, good old boy in blue mentality. Mm-hmm. But I'm I, I'm gonna give you a pedal for agreeing to seek professional help with your son to fully understand where your son is at mentally, so that he can get in a better space and and trailblaze his own path in life. And I'm I was really glad. I ain't gonna front. Kid Noble Pops was giving out good advice on this ep- on them episodes. Yeah, he did. And no, for real. Shout shout mm-hmm. out to your pops, Kid Noble, because he was doing the, the he was doing the community service because he fully fucking held Big Jamie accountable. Like basically told him, you don't know how to communicate, how to talk to, how to show empathy and sympathy to your own son, and you got to learn to shut the fuck up and listen. Talking about well, I'm holding on to anger like. When he was still in my kid as a teenager, he's 26 now. And you're holding on to shit he did as a teenager. And you don't think you part of the fucking problem? And you didn't try to get him the right help he needed when he was a teenager and was doing shit like stealing your car? I, I won't say I dislike Big Jamie, but he is certainly not my cup of tea. He has shown himself to be unkind to his children, unkind to his wife. I don't like that shit. But I bet yeah. you he was kissing them crackers asses when he was working as a police. <laughs> I was just about I to bet say. you he was dick riding them crackers when he was a good old boy. Huh. Go ahead, Jim. No, I was, I was just finna. Uh, I agree with you. It was, I give him a pedal, a, a literal pedal um, for, you know, doing what he should have done in the first goddamn place, which was shut the fuck up and listen more. Uh, but I'm always had smoke for that piece of head, nigga. Fuck hmm. you. Fuck you, big guy. Well, you know, my stance ain't changed. Yeah. Still fuck you, nigga. So always and forever. Like, yep. Always and forever, you'll be a boy in blue, nigga. We ain't fucking with you like that. Um, But I I appreciate us being able to really understand that depression and suicide ideation don't always look how we think it looks. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was one of the most phenomenal parts of that episode because everybody thinks they know what suicide looks like or somebody who, who, who has suicide ideation, how they look, how they respond, how they feel, how they know. If you notice, little Jamie even tried to downplay it himself. So, and I'm glad we were able to see it in, in, a, black, in a black man. It's one of those things where, you know, you never, you, 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 you constantly 
are, or at least rather should, you are con- you should be constantly uh, learning and evolving. Uh, you, you can never, uh, uh, damn, what's the word? You can never not know enough. Absolutely. Um, but to the real man. Okay. Now, I know we said that DJ Quick has missed that before on air. Um, but of all of the men on the show, he is the one that I like the most. And I feel that way because between this season and last, um, he has been one one of the only men who has not been afraid to say my circumstances, my upgrade, my upbringing, and how I had to get it out the mud kind of fucked me up. And I don't want to be like that anymore. Um, first of all, he must be a legend over there in, in Maryland to get your own street and shit your own day he must be really doing the lord's work in terms of giving back to his community and i think that's extremely amazing not gonna take that from him and i do like the conversation he had with his son about being mindful and thinking ahead and not just doing in that moment because there there are lessons that you are gonna have to have with your children about how your actions can you know can cause you to take an l prime example you left your jacket just sitting somewhere and somebody took it. That's an L you should have just taken because you should have been more mindful and responsible about your belongings. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you leave your cell phone sitting down somewhere and somebody take it, it's fucked up that somebody took something that didn't belong to them. But also there's a lesson about being more mindful with your belongings. And again, running in the classroom to fight somebody and beat them up because you heard they took something from you. No proof of it, no evidence. Just somebody came and told you that he might have the jacket. That could have gone completely different. And I like that he held his son accountable because a lot of men don't hold their sons accountable when it comes to acts of violence. If they be like, oh, so-and-so was fucking with you, good, fuck him up. So-and-so did something, good, fuck him up. And that's not always the answer. Most times it's, but it's not always the <laughs> I do, I do kind of like the way he parents. It's refreshing, especially, you know, from seeing it from a black man. It's very refreshing. Okay. Now, what's y'all thoughts on this Joy, Shirella, Arena, Black situation? Joy, they, they showed their whole ass at DJ Quick's event, and that was fucked up. That, but Joy need to stand on what she said. Oh, no, I didn't say shady, but you said, you said the definition of shady, and Arena just shortened it. And Sherelle with this, my man, my man, my man, and this was stuff that happened before you even met him. I've never, me personally, I'm never putting my reputation out there on what a nigga did before he knew me. The best you're going to get is, well, that doesn't sound like the person that I know. That's the best you're going to get from me. Well, Joy called him shady, but I think she realized how it was making her look to have this intense hatred for this woman that you don't even know because of her husband. I think she realized how weird that made her look. And I'm going to be honest about this. Shirella, if you knew that Joy had a problem with your husband and you wanted to get to the bottom of it and the truth, you now have, you have access to your husband and access to Joy. That would have been a perfect opportunity to get them two together to hash the shit out. Instead of, instead of like, Adrian said being a, oh, my man, my man, my man would never ask, bitch, and, and really get into the root of the situation. I, um, I think Joy is a coward. Mm-hmm. I think she's a huge coward. Um, 
I'm glad uh, I'm I was glad that Arena called Joy out. I was glad that Arena uh let Shirella know what the definition of shady was because and let's be honest here, the way Arena brought it back to Shirella was way nicer than Joy said it. She but she said he did bad business, snaked them, he fucked up their opportunities, and she hates she hates him. So Arena coming back being like, Yeah, Joy said that nigga shady. She definitely gave it nicer and softer than it was given to her. And even with what Shirella's husband was saying, that's it still to me feel like his side, her side, and it, the real truth is somewhere in the middle. And they'll we'll we hadn't gotten it because they never talked. They just went their separate ways. Also, y'all doing a lot over a go go band, but whatever. I know how, how DMV folks get about their go go music. <laughs> Like, mm. um, I like Ashley a lot. I really do. And I don't like Winter. I really don't. But they are two sides of the same coin, if we are to be honest. They both just have very strong personalities, except for Winter is a liar. That's the big key difference between them two. But the way they interact, they are equally as defensive, equally as aggressive with each other. And I just wish they would stop talking to each other. They just do not mesh. And that's one of the things I don't like about these shows. And we see it all the time on the various shows that we watch. Housewives, Love and Marriage DC, Basketball Wives, so on and so forth. They always act like you have to force friendships amongst women. They don't go this hard trying to make men get along. It's okay to not be somebody's cup of tea. I'm perfectly okay with Ashley and Winter not liking each other. Perfectly okay. What do y'all think is going to happen with the rest of this little little powwow they got going? It's going to be a mess like everything else has been. I agree. I agree. I'm enjoying this season. I really am. And I can't express enough that this is not the season we would get if Monique and Chris Samuels are still here. Absolutely. We are getting a lot of insight into their personal lives. They are being transparent. And we are getting the good, bad, and the indifferent out of the cast this season. Which is what it should have been in the first season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, Joy do got a nice voice on. I ain't going to take that from her. When she was performing, she has a really nice voice on. Um, But, yeah, if Monique and Chris was here, this would be a shit show. A whole shit show. Not only would it be a shit show, it would be drag. Like, probably, like, if we were to get any insight, like, like what we're getting now, right? Like, we will, it will probably take us like what four or five episodes to even get to some of the deeper insight and good shit with the other couples because at least three or four of those damn episodes will be dedicated to fucking Chris and Monique keeping up shit. Yep, I, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, let's y'all ready to get to the meat and potatoes? Real Housewives of Potomac reunion part one. Yes, let's go. Um, can I be honest? It's really hard to watch this knowing how much Robin lied after it filmed, like for all of the truth to come out. And I understand that you can't just scrap a reunion, but I I certainly wouldn't have been upset if Andy would have canned this reunion and made the ladies reshoot it. I don't think they need to reshoot this reunion, the reunion, but I do think there needs to be a re-reunion. I do believe that. They need to bring those ladies back together to talk about what came out about Robin. And for Robin to have to sit there and be there and hear everything. And then after that, they can fire her, quite frankly. 
or demote her or whatever. Yeah. I feel like at this point, there's not really no going back for her. So, if, like, if, because, like, how do you bring her back as a full time cast member after this? Which, you know, yeah, after that, watch what happens live and the continuous lives. And I, there have been, there have been whispers saying that, um, one of the OGs is not coming back and one of the newer women is not coming back and blah, blah, blah. And if it's any OG that's not coming back, I don't think, I think Robin will certainly be extended. You, I think she'll get a contract. I think Robin is going to be a coward and not come back because now not only are all these lies made public about Juan cheating again, there's also the, the, lawsuit, the lawsuit with the college shit. And I don't think she has the heart and I don't think she can stand up in the fact that her husband is a terrible fucking person. He's terrible to her and he's terrible to other people that he certainly she should have been protective of at Coppin State. So if Robin doesn't come back, it's going to be much like Monique because she doesn't want to because she doesn't want to have to stand up in her shit. That's what I believe. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Wendy doesn't come back. Because I like Wendy, but she really didn't have a storyline outside of arguing with Mia. I think Mia will come back because people love a good liar who's not good at lying. And that describes... <laughs> that I see you was going to try to be nice, friend, but she needed to check. Yeah. Until and the eight-member board votes. Eight members, but 12 decisions, but 14 this, and 1,000 that, and then it's just eight members, but then it's 10 members, but sometimes it's six members. Me and girl, leave us the fuck alone. That gave me secondhand embarrassment. That was embarrassing. Having all your lives clocked that quickly is embarrassing. And then getting huffy. Well, if y'all just don't know about business, no, bitch, we know a little something about business and what you're saying doesn't mean. We know about business, but you don't, to be honest. Because there's no, oh, we are on a shared account and we just decide that we're going to go in and take you off. That does not work like that at all. At all, at all, yeah. What? Okay. Everybody seemed to have. I was. I loved. I think Candace dragged the shit out of um Ashley, and I was glad that she did. I know that I'm always hit or miss with Candace. Either I really like her in a season, or I really can't stand her. I never can straddle the fence with Candace. But what I can say this season is, I am so glad that she got to. Let the girls know that y'all broke bitches been dragging me for a long time for not being broke. And now the not a bitch is not a one bitch who act like she was about to be living in the life of luxury is the brokest bitch of all of them. Got a prenup and a postnup and still getting and getting no nup. Oh, oh, oh. It, it just baffles me still to this day. Um that so many people thought that Ashley Ashley was a mega mind. Uh. Like, I just, I, Come on now, I love bringing this up because when everybody thought she was, everybody thought Ashley was playing chess while Michael was playing checkers. And when I was like, y'all, having two kids with a man accused of sexual assault multiple times who has multiple businesses that have not been able to stay up and running is not her playing chess. And motherfuckers ate me up talking about I ain't know what I was talking about. Now we sitting up here in real time watching this lady say that the way that the post-nup and the prenup was structured, she probably won't get shit. And, and my thing, and, and I remember those days, Candace, and I was right there with you because I'm up here like, what are y'all seeing? <laughs> like, what type of, like, none of this is smart. 
none of this is smart. And I get it, right? Like, Ashley, her mama, her mama broke. She broke. She don't want to go back to the trailer park. I get it. I totally understand, right? But nothing about getting with this cracker was going to be lit, like the deluxe apartment in the sky and take... And and taking him for all his money, like none of that shit was gonna happen. So I just don't want what I'm was y'all seeing. Oh, go ahead. I'll be honest. I didn't think she. I didn't think she was gonna come off with half of anything with Michael. But I did think she was gonna have herself better set up than she is. I will say that, especially when they went to negotiate that post nup. And that was right around the time of his sexual assault allegations on this show and everything. So I thought for sure when they rent, went back to do a post nub that she was going to get, she was going to have better terms. Because I figured, okay, she may have signed a bad prenup because she wants to show him, hey, I'm not about the money. It's only supposed to last whatever set amount of years. So I'll just sign something that doesn't necessarily benefit me just so I can kind of get in the door. And then when this post-nup comes, then I can make sure I'm more taken care of. But this hoe was just dumb from beginning. She had no plan. I gave her more of a plan than she gave herself. <laughs> no, but I don't know what she was signing. You really let this white man play in your face like this to say, the money that I had before you got here, even if I invested into businesses that we have, during our marriage, you're still not going to get anything. Yeah, and you you went uh, you went along with this. You you might as well stay married and let him be sneak dicking. Like you might as well sneak at this point. Dicking. You you might as well like you're not you're not getting any benefit from this. And I know for the longest, we were all trying to figure out like why is this LLC? Why are they getting a house in an LLC? And I think I might have cracked it. They're getting a house in an LLC because one, Ashley can't afford that house on her own. So she needs Michael to help her. Michael is going to use the payment of that payments on that house and stuff to control Ashley. If at any time Ashley doesn't fall in line, he can stop paying his part of the LLC. And if they foreclose on the house, they can't come against his personal money to satisfy that debt. So he's going to hang that over her head. And I would not be surprised if once those kids are good and grown and out to college or whatever, he don't stop paying and let that house foreclose and she just lose the house completely. And he can also use the fact that he's helping pay that mortgage to offset child support. He's a calculating cracker. And she's just dumb. So it's really yeah. easy to be calculating when the, like when the shit you're working with is dumb as hell. Cause you just set your bobblehead ass there, read over the terms. She she legit did like the terms and agreement we do when we set up our iPhone. Where you just oh yeah okay, just set set up my phone. Like mm-hmm. you didn't any of that. You didn't take that to another lawyer to be like hey, just look look this over for me. Like you're she the level of stupidity that Megamind has is just it's flabbergasting. It is flabbergasting. Yeah, that got nothing in it. Nothing. Had them racist looking children and don't have nothing. (laughs) You ain't gonna tell me that Dean don't look like he was yelling at the kids trying to go to school. (laughs) What you wanna say. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Dean definitely used the hard. (laughs) 
not, not saying Dean was at the Capitol on the 6th. <laughs> Dean stormed the Capitol. Dean stormed. Shut up. Oh, but it, it it was good to see her have to eat her words talking about Candace was at least accomplished on the show. And now what have you accomplished? You don't have no money. You can't pay. You can't pay your mortgage without this white man. What do you have? And then for you to be throwing shots that someone at 30 should have their name on something. Candace was a better bitch than I. Because I'm like, oh, really? Should they? So what? So what is uh your mama's name on? What was her? What property her name on? Because if I remember, you and Michael were helping her. Candace was gracious. So Candace was gracious. I swear I'm not. I know I'm going to seem cold-hearted, but I honestly did not care about this Giselle surgery story. Giselle set it up for you to care, honestly. I just, I did not, did not care. I thought Robin fucking Dixon had a lot of nerve talking about (laughs) no married man should be in a woman, a single woman's hotel room ever, no shit like that, after what came out about Juan Dixon. Because if you still believe that Juan Dixon did not put dick all up in that woman's guts. You got another fucking thought coming. He blew that lady back out. Blew it out. Blew it. He fucked her back out. And can I also say this? Okay. Y'all have booked the hotel room before, right? Mm-hmm. You put in your card information. You put in who the reservation, you put in the name the reservation will be under. And when you get to the hotel, you always have two options when you check in or if you check in or whatever. You have the option to use the card that's on file or add a different card to to the reservation. So even if that lady lost her credit card, she if she could she would have been checked in. They would have ran her card at that point. And once she realized it was stolen, then she could have stopped it. But she could have went down to the desk like, yes, use the card that's on file. Could you go ahead and run all the charges, the incidentals and whatever? And then I don't, I can't locate the car, so I'm going to have to cancel it after you run it. None of that wine shit makes any sense. His story makes absolutely no sense because that woman could have still used the car she had on file. And are you telling me this woman was dating a Baltimore Ravens player and she only had one car, no debit card, nothing? Come on, man. Stop playing with us. Like, dead ass, stop playing with us. There's several ways hotels will work with you when you have a room reservation, calling somebody that you don't know and don't fuck while you here to see somebody that here to see somebody you fucking you do know. Come on, Robin. No, because no, you're absolutely because you're absolutely right. She playing in our face and he played in hers, and I'm I'm sick of it. Um, how did y'all feel about Candace referring to Giselle's dangling uterus? Because I truly did not care. But I am one of those people that I feel like once it's gloves off, it's gloves off. And you don't get to dictate my reaction and my response to your unprovoked disrespect. And everything that Giselle did in regards to Chris was unprovoked, unfair, unkind, and just plain out fucking ugly. So I don't really care how Candace talks to Giselle. I really don't. I think that's about it. I mean, she was right. Her dwindling uterus, like, and I've heard a lot of people say this, that people are coming at Candace about what she said, but these same people think that that read that Phaedra had to Kenya about not being able to conceive at the time was like the greatest read ever. 
So pick a side. Pick a side. I was in the camp of I didn't care either. Uh, was it fucked up? Yeah. But I also didn't care. And but and part of the reason I, I didn't care, it wasn't this, even necessarily um because you're right, uh Candace. Like the the shit that Giselle, you know, did to Chris and you know, by extent, extension on uh, Candace, uh, was unprovoked and stuff. So, you know, it is kind of, you know, policing, you know, matching disrespect with disrespect. But I didn't care for the simple fact of like where was all this when Giselle has been making similar comments about shit, Karen, hell, and talking and um making um like clocking clocking Karen's whole vagina like a storyline for like what three seasons in a row and stuff. Like where was all this then? Absolutely. So it's like I'm I, I'm not sorry. I'm not about to feel sorry for someone who has been consistently rude, crass, and sensitive about other, about you know other women on the show and all of a sudden because candace makes the com makes a crash comment now it's like oh my god uh, like no i personally am not gonna be clutching my parade talk shit i mean basically you can't control somebody's reaction and you've been doing a lot with her and her marriage and trying to make her husband seem like a predator so i mean you can't control nobody's reaction so you got what you got what do you yep and that's that's facts. I mean, I think that's all I had. Y'all had anything else? The only other thing I had was that I thought Wendy was amazing. That she looks good. Really? But that's all I had. Um, I hope they don't bring Cherise back no more. <laughs> like, it's not fetch. Leave her, leave her and them shoulders where they at. It's, it's not given. It's just not. So, you know, we can, we can stop it there with Cherise, but... That was it for this episode. We will be back next week. Um, we just sometimes it's just we need a break and you know recording for for two shows. Um, we might as well wait till it get you know till we got a, a lot of a full scale of mess to give you. Yeah. Yeah. So we appreciate y'all. We will be back next week. Um, go check out the latest episode of Ratchet Reloaded. You won't be disappointed. Love After Lockup is back. We're still uh, carrying on with growing up hip hop, which has been messy. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank y'all. Bye, y'all.